0: Good morning and welcome at that time once again. The Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Tuesday, the day after the big eclipse. eclipse. Wasn't that big? No, not here. It was very cloudy here. You know what? What are the odds? Right. We live in Phoenix. It's never uh, cloudy. It was very cloudy yesterday. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and didn't. Light, and the light was strange. Yeah, well, you know what? We didn't get the full thing, so we didn't get the darkness. No. But but yeah, the at least here where the eclipse was, it was in the cloud.
1: In the cloud.
0: We couldn't see it here.
1: No.
0: So, but uh, no. yeah, so we've all survived it. I'm sure we're waiting for all of the earnings reports to say how terrible the business was because of the eclipse, but. Neither here nor there, uh, we've got, first of all, great show coming up. We had something. The reason why Wendy's in here is something happened this morning. Uh, we, I think we've done this once.
1: A couple of years
0: ago. A couple of years ago. Right. Uh, we, we got a, a, a call from uh, the largest supplier in the world for gold and thought this was something that would be up, right up our alley.
1: Which it is.
0: Well, absolutely right. it is.
1: Because we have great clients who like this kind great
0: of thing. Pricing Great pricing and product. great products. This is a court-ordered liquidation.
1: It's a, it's from the divorce judge.
0: Yes. Uh, well, let's face it. That is unfortunate. Right,
1: right. But it is court-ordered,
0: and we have the opportunity to sell these. So it's 200 and I'll be honest, I don't know if we've ever had this many no forget about a quarter but at at any one time these are it's 205 dollar liberties yeah. those are the gold pieces the 1866 to 1907 you know legal lawful constitutional tender you can buy them, sell them, trade them. Stay private, non-confiscatable because they are considered to be a collectible by the U.S. government.
1: And they are the smaller denomination coins, which everybody
0: likes. Yeah, fractions all right. Well, fractals when you can buy, right? Fract- no- no- okay, here, let me give you an example. Okay, so today there are three hundred and seventy dollars. Okay, which would be fourteen hundred in eighty dollars if you bought four of them
1: that's correct right right twenty dollars yeah,
0: right because of the court ordered liquidation because of the fact that that this is an a huge amount of five dollar liberties to hit the market they offered them to us for twenty dollars per coin less, and we're passing that on to everybody here so so instead of fourteen eighty for four of them, or three seventy for one of them, that takes the price down to three fifty. Which go back ninety dollars in gold to go, and that was uh, we ran them on special for that price. That's correct at three fifty. Right. But here's what makes it something that I don't know that I've ever seen through today or through the two hundred. You can buy four five dollar liberties. For less than a twenty-dollar liberty, because a twenty-dollar liberty today is fourteen hundred and five. Right. You can buy four or fives today for fourteen hundred dollars. Less
1: than a twenty.
0: Less than a twenty. Five.
1: Less than a twenty.
0: It, and you know, you talk about, uh, you know, it's like twenty-eight dollars over the spot price. If you know, it took spot divided by four, added twenty-eight bucks. I mean, that's just, it's incredible. Uh, it, it's something where. Uh, If you have the means, I hope you take advantage of it. This is a a rare thing. We haven't done, like I said, we don't normally do these court-ordered liquidations uh, just because of the money involved, and we've got to pay for it immediately and all of these things. So this is something, though, that uh, we, we didn't call them. They called us, and we said, you know what, at this price, we've got to put it out there uh, the $5 Liberty Gold pieces, and these are the old ones, 1866 to 1907s, uh, they're 350 bucks, which is $20 off the regular price. It puts $5 gold at less than $20 gold. I, I remember once, and this is going back probably 13 years, because it was within the first year I was working here, Maybe fourteen years, thirteen years, I think, thirteen or fourteen years ago, where you could buy four or five for the same price. A right, that happened for one day, right. and and one day only. So today, as as far as I know, something that was never been done here. Uh, U.S. five dollar liberties, they're three fifty a piece. Or fourteen hundred bucks less than a twenty.
1: And I and I have to say that you you need to get your check in the mail today. Yeah, you do, have to,
0: right. here, you have, do have, to have to hustle here because we do have to pay for it right away. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. If you want to use your credit cards and get your points and do all that stuff, we'll we'll kind of split the cost with you. We'll add five bucks. So if you want to put them on your your MasterCard or your Visa or your Amex or your Discover card it'll be $355 still a great price uh, on $5 gold at 809510592 there's still two lines open right now 809510592 our website at allamericangold.com our treasury secretary did something yesterday that hasn't been done in 70 years We'll tell you what that was and what it had to do with gold. We had earnings out of Toll Brothers. We had Tesla bonds trading underwater, what that may be. We have more restaurant closings. We've got an update on the debt ceiling. And Donald Trump is going to be in town today, hopefully phoenix will show the rest of the country that we can behave peacefully patriot radio news hour we'll be back after the break Radio News Hour. If you are on hold, please wait. Do not hang up. Uh, we will get to you in the order that you call. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have a court-ordered liquidation. Uh, this was a divorce proceeding. Obviously, a, a, a person who was heavily into the fractional gold market. There was 200 U.S. $5 Liberty gold pieces. Uh, the first time that I know of in, in our company's history where you pay less for four fives than you would at 20, uh, the fives are at 350. I don't have an update on how many are left. We had 200 when we started, uh, but Wendy's been on the phone the whole time. I, I don't have a number, uh, but... Right now, there's still a couple of lines still open. So if you call, just Wendy's going to put you on hold. Just sit there, and she'll get to you in the, the in the order that you called. If you want to use your credit card, just add five bucks a coin. So instead of three fifty, it'll be three fifty five. Just a fantastic opportunity for everybody. I'm happy to do it because you know what we we need stuff like this uh, to get everybody incentivized to be out there in the marketplace. It's a great time to to get in. Uh, the Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin was out and about yesterday. The first thing he did was give another warning about the debt ceiling. We're going to talk about exactly when it when it gets raised, how much is the debt going to go up. We're going to talk about that, but where he was, what and what made it so funny is because you know it's the the solar eclipse is going on, and, and he happens to be in, at Fort Knox yesterday. Uh, the first thing he did was warn again that the U.S. debt ceiling has to be done no later than late September. And we know Congress doesn't get back until after the holiday. So, so they'll have you know three or four weeks to get that done before we run out of cash and have what they call a technical default. Of course, what he means by that is we're running out of accounting gimmicks, and by law, the Treasury cannot issue new debt uh, until this debt limit gets passed. So we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure they'll get it done, hopefully. But while he was at Fort Knox, he made the comment, I assume the gold is still there, he told the audience in Louisville, Kentucky, 40 miles north of the largest bullion depository in the United States. It would really be quite a movie if we walked in and there was no gold. It was unclear if Mnuchin wasn't envisioning a movie about this, by the way, he's He's bankrolled several movies on in Hollywood, in case you didn't know. After the visit, he said, which, by the way, the first time a U.S. Treasury Secretary has visited Fort Knox in 70 years, he reassured all of us that the gold was still there. The gold is safe. He said and in a post on Twitter, and he, he uh, by the way, the the movies that he's done, Mad Max, Fury Road, uh, what else? The Lego Batman movie, and Suicide Squad, in case you wanted to know, these are the movies. You know, he's a billionaire. I don't know if he, and his, his wife is a supermodel of some sort, and I guess she uh, uh, tweeted out a picture of her and her, Well, you know, like all of the politicians in her designer clothing and all of that stuff, and then made some off-the-cuff comments about how much her and her husband provide to society and how much more it is than everybody else and so on and so forth. But, you know, just a little history. Uh, Roosevelt is the one who commissioned Fort Knox. Matter of fact, Fort Knox was completed in 1936. And it is where the United States stored the gold after the Gold Confiscation Act of 1933. It's where the melted down fives, tens, and twenty. You know, you think about uh, what we're running today on the five dollar liberties today, right? This was probably like a you know the vast majority of working Americans. They probably had no more than that. right? They probably were going to the bank with that $5 liberty. You know, you think about the Gold Confiscation Act of 1933. You had to turn it all in. Right? And they paid you $20.67. So if they were fortunate enough, the average American, you weren't going to your bank with four or $5 gold pieces. You just weren't. But if you did, you got $20.67. You know, if you you came in there with one of them, you would have got $5.16 or $0.17 because you had a little rounding there. Let's call it $5.17. Well, it's the bank. So (laughs) you're probably getting, you know, less than that. You're probably getting uh, the $0.16, right, because the bank wants the rest of it. But this is what they turned in. And the vast majority of that gold got melted down. And that is what is in Fort Knox. And according to Mnuchin, he says that there is approximately $200 billion of gold at Fort Knox. So when you think about how much gold we have, Right? That's like a bad month of debt. <laughs> right? You think about What well, was it? June's debt for the month was almost $200 billion. Well, I guess it was like $150 billion. Right? That's it. That's all the rest. That's not that much, $200 billion. So I said, well, I was, I was trying to figure out exactly what that represented. And and you're probably looking at no more than if they were all good delivery bars, which we know that they're not. And I say, how do we know that? We we only know that from uh, Stephen Moy. I think it was Stephen Moy. I know it's Moy. I'm saying Stephen. That may not be his first name, but he was the, the, the mint director that went to Fort Knox And he went to Fort Knox, I think, I don't know, maybe a dozen years ago, maybe it was 10 10 to 12 years ago, and said that he saw it. And that the bars were, you could still make out that they were coins. In other words, when they melted them down, they didn't get them completely 100% melted down, and he said that they left all the imperfections in. Because, you know, this was money back then. So and to give the gold hardness, right? They always they left some copper in there. They put some copper in with, with the gold to give it that hardness. They give it that, that durability. As you know, like 24-karat gold, as an example, or pure gold, super soft. Right? Just stacking one coin on top of another, if it was pure gold, would scratch the you-know-what up. And according to Mnuchin... This is about $200 billion worth of gold. The last time anybody went in to see the gold, other than Fort Knox people, was in 1974 when there was a, there was a congressional visit. So in other words, other than Mint employees and Fort Knox people, no one from the government has even been there. The last time it was actually counted was 1953. And I know they'll say, oh no, we audit them and we do this and that. And here's the funny thing is, I I did a little math because I wanted to try to figure out, is it overwhelming to count it all? If you use what Mnuchin said, you probably have somewhere under five thousand gold bars at Fort Knox, assuming that the you know that they're in good delivery bars and all of that. I mean, it's not an overwhelming amount of of gold that that's sitting there that you couldn't you know go in there and, and count it all. You know, you got somewhere around 152 to 153, depending on the round, because you said it was under 200 billion. At 200 billion, you got about 153, 153, 154 million ounces of gold. You know, and a good delivery bar of gold is 400, and I'm sorry, 400 ounces or 380 thousand bars or something like that and you think about a pallet you know, you put them on these pallets and there can't be more than 50 or 60 of these pallets I mean, it's not that hard to count I guess that's what I'm getting to, right? It's not like it's super difficult and it's not like that it takes up hundreds of acres if you took all the gold in the world from the beginning of time until today, take a take the uh, where the Phoenix Suns play, or where the Nuggets play, or the Lakers, or the the Knicks. You take a basketball court. Go down to ASU. Go to U of A. Right. Go go to Boulder, and you see the basketball court. Go down to your local high school. Picture the basketball court and go up about 84 feet. That's all the gold in the entire world. So it it is striking. Number one, I'm not sure why he was there. Right? No treasury secretary has been there in 70 years. But then he talked about the debt ceiling. And it just got me curious to to think about are the two correlated? Is the talk about the debt ceiling and his trip to Fort Knox tied together? And then I found this article. This was out of Wolf Street. Wolf Richter. The guy does a great job. Uh, One of my favorite places to go. And He's talking about what Mnuchin said yesterday in his warning. Mitch McConnell fired out, there is zero chance, no chance, we won't raise the debt ceiling. He said that he was also in Louisville. Apparently, he did not go to Fort Knox. The same guy that couldn't get the health care legislation passed said, don't worry, we're going to get this one done. Mnuchin was with him pleading once again for a clean debt ceiling increase. Right? Something that the Republicans didn't give the Democrats. His magic, magic super treasury powers that allow the government to conserve cash to avoid having to issue more debt will expire at the end of September. So his Magic super treasury powers. That's called accounting tricks. Okay, that's what they're doing right now. This is not about spending money, McConnell said. This is about paying for what we've spent. We cannot put the credit of the United States on the line. Now the debt which is frozen at just under twenty trillion, right it's at Frozen at $19.8 trillion. In the article, they talk about what the debt is going to do when it gets passed. So let's just assume that the debt ceiling gets raised at the end of September. How much is going to be added to our national debt? We're going to talk about that next because this is the third time now. That the government has used the super magical powers of the Treasury. And I'll tell you how much the debt increased those times and how much we can expect it to increase this time. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional
1: attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, From the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. America produces more than 90% of the useful inventions in the entire world, in part because the United States has always had the greatest protections for the property rights of inventors. Ever since our founders took a break from the Constitutional Convention to watch a demonstration of a new invention, known as the Steamboat, and then inserted the patent clause into the U.S. Constitution, inventors have been inspired to create and obtain patents here. Large corporations and other opponents of our patent system insist that patent trolls, rather than genuine inventors, obtain unjustified patents and use them to bring frivolous lawsuits against productive companies. But the largest computer patent settlement ever shows just how wrong the anti-patent narrative is. In 2012, Carnegie Mellon University won a jury award of over $1 billion for two patents that electrical and computer engineering professor Jose Mora and one of his students had developed on a particular computer chip. The trial judge boosted the award to $1.5 billion, representing 50 cents for every chip of a certain type that was sold by the defendants, Marvel Technology Group, and Marvel Semiconductors. But on appeal, the court sharply reduced the damage award. The Federal Circuit, which specializes in intellectual property cases, reduced the award to only $278 million. This appellate court held that defendants weren't liable for infringement for any of the chips that they manufactured and sold outside the United States. The court remanded for a new trial to determine if defendants were entitled to additional damages. In February 2016, Marvel agreed to pay the largest settlement ever for a computer-related patent in the total of $750 million to the university and its inventors. The university indicated that it shared the settlement with the individual inventors, keeping about $250 million of the settlement for itself, which it promised to use to help future students. And the original chip inventors will receive substantial sums that richly reward them for their innovation.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. American ingenuity should be celebrated and rewarded. Individual inventors should be protected from any threat, foreign or domestic, that would steal their patents and profits. At phyllisschlafly.com, we promise to stand up for those who work hard, innovate, and dream big. If that's you, join us at phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. School where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was backwards, backwards. Two Welcome back, Pedro Radio and News and Hour. Gold down three dollars and eighty cents at twelve eighty seven. Silver's up two cents at seventeen oh four. Uh today. So uh the US five dollar liberties, uh there's a hundred and fifty six still remaining. Uh, This is a court-ordered liquidation. You're not just not going to be able to buy them at this price anymore. Uh, $350 per coin. And, you know, most of my, you know, we've got two and four and one and eight. If you buy 20 or more, I'm going to throw in the shipping. So 20 of them, uh, by the way, is, let me just make sure I did the math right here because, yeah, 20 of them, $7,000. So if you buy 20 or more, we'll throw in the shipping. This is the first time, and Wendy and I, Wendy's been here, what, 18 or 19 years. I've been here 14 years. This is the first time in company's history that we can recall where you could actually buy four fives for less than a $20 gold piece at 800 9510592. If you've never done business with us before, if you haven't done business with us in a long time, it's very simple. You just call up and you just say, Wendy, I want the special. That's all you need to say. And she's going to ask, How many would you like? And you just tell her 5, 10, 2, 20, 50, whatever it may be. She's going to give you a total. Once, you, once we have good funds, and you pay by check, we take all four credit cards. Remember, it's an extra $5 a coin if you want to use a credit card. Bank wire, however you'd like to pay for it. We do not take third-party checks. so you can't do that anymore. But once we have good funds, we ship it to you, registered, insured, U.S. mail. So we're talking about yesterday. The visit by Mnuchin to Fort Knox. And is it tied to what's happening to the national debt? And this is now the third time we've run into the superpower problem. On October 17, 2013, the day after the debt ceiling was raised, The the national debt jumped $328 billion on the very first day, and then it continued to rise for the next several weeks thereafter. We hit the debt ceiling again on November 2nd of 2015, and the day after the debt ceiling was raised, the national debt jumped by $340 billion. In the two weeks after the debt ceiling increased, because it took a, takes a couple weeks for it to catch up, the debt soared $520 billion. This year, the show is going to be even more magnificent. So if you think about it, year, the first time in 2013, it was $328 eight billion. Twenty fifteen 520 billion 2017 they say the first day the debt is going to spike 420 billion dollars and then in the next two weeks the deficit will jump by 800 billion dollars so now you're thinking about we're going to have Already, that would put the national debt at $20.6 trillion before the year is up. And you got to remember, we still got that's just, you know, talking about probably through August and maybe you get some of September. And then you got October, November, December. We'll hit $21 trillion easy before Donald Trump's first year in office. You know, when you think about what I keep telling you, listen, the debt's already going up a trillion dollars a year. They just don't tell you it. If Congress doesn't act to raise the limit, of course, then the U.S. would be in a default and and all of that stuff. I don't think that's going to happen. But remember, Goldman Sachs puts it at 50-50. But I just thought that was interesting. So he's at Fort Knox. At the same time, he's telling us, hey, there's about $200 billion worth of gold. And we find out when they raise the debt ceiling, the national debt will have jumped by $800 billion. And that's only really, you want the, that's only six months. I mean, if you really start, I mean, when, when did the debt ceiling start? It started, what, March? April, May, June, July, August, September. And then you're thinking about, if we're going $800 billion in the hole in six months, I mean, I know I went to public school, but that sure sounds like $1.6 trillion to me. And they want to pretend that it's not a matter of fact today. The Dow's up today. You know why the Dow's up today? Because there there was a story that broke that said the, that President Trump, they, they, they've they got some details on their tax cuts. So the Dow's up, you know, over 100 points on the news. Let me tell you what the deal. First of all, Congress isn't even there. So the details must be in the, you know, let's call them the inner workings of the, of the Trump administration itself. The thing that, the detail that we've heard is that they want to get the corporate tax rates down. One of the things that, at least in political release, was they want to eliminate the mortgage write-off, and they want to eliminate, you know, when you pay your state and local taxes, but you get to take that off, too. Both of those are allegedly in the most recent proposal because they can't pay for it. But we'll have to wait and see. I don't think that, I actually think that's a non-starter, but I don't know. I mean, are you willing to give up the mortgage deduction? Now, the trade-off is, here's the trade-off. They want to give everybody a, a bigger right, right, uh, initial write-off. Like, like if you have kids, they want to double the write-off and things of that nature uh, to make up for the the loss of the other loopholes. Uh, but, but one of the things that I've been researching, you know, that the corporate income tax used to be fifty percent. Corporate income tax has gone from 50 percent in 1947. The all the numbers that I see say that even though the headline number is this 35 percent number, that's the headline number. According to the data, after write-offs and all of these other things, the corporate tax rate in the United States is 27 percent. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Economic data out. Restaurants. Right, we've been talking about the restaurant economy lately. Recorded its sixth consecutive quarter of traffic decline. I bring that up because, number one, it was the only piece of economic data out today. Dow's up on that news, by the way, right? Of course, it's up on, right, the allegedly the Trump team has some tax cuts. But this has been the number one job creator in the country. Restaurant. And really, I found this out as I'm doing my research. I'm getting ready for our latest blog, and it's going to be focused on this. The bars are make up a small piece, but restaurant sales and you know, as far as the economy goes, it's about one percent of GDP and you think about like the last jobs number, right they said restaurants made up twenty five percent of all the jobs, and I'm like, well okay, that was one month, maybe I'm being too harsh, and let's expand it out according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, from August of 2016 through July of 2017, restaurants added 313,000 jobs, making restaurant more than 10% so you know through the first 6 months of this year i want to point this out in 2015 the bureau of labor statistics said that the united states created 1.624 million jobs from january to july in 2016 that number fell to 1.37 million jobs this year the number fell again to 1.29 million jobs and according to the National Restaurant Group, same-store traffic fell for the sixth straight quarter in a row. The first time that's happened since the recession in '08 through 2009, when the industry saw no traffic growth. Fine dining traffic fell 4% year-over-year. Casual dining dropped 3% year over year, and yet they want us to believe this is the job growth engine. But I think we found where it was, because I'm having a hard time with it. This was out of the USA Today. And it says, with retail dining options growing by the day, if you want to make money to live, you have to ride fast. And they talk about a guy that can pedal three miles in nine minutes. (laughs) He must be a pedal warrior. And really what they're getting at is, hey, he makes food deliveries. This is what he does for a living. Right? He's 41 years old. He works 40 to 50 hours a week on a good day. On a good day, he's saying that he can make, you know, 50 bucks every three deliveries on a good day that's a lot of deliveries to make it all work but here's where it got interesting they they talk about doordash which started four years ago with only a few drivers you know and DoorDash, these are companies now they're not actually in the restaurant business they just deliver the food the restaurants make They went from a few drivers four years ago. They now have 100,000 people. Postmates started in 2011 with a few hundred delivery people. They now have 65,000 people. Then they talk about this guy in New York, Chris White, 26, started delivering by bicycle five years ago. Back then, with only a few people around, he said he would average $400 in a two-day weekend shift. But these days, there's so many people out there, he's lucky to make 150 bucks on the weekend, and he's struggling to live. And then I went through to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. They give you tons of information there, by the way. And you got to be some wacko like me to break it all down. According to the government, the average pay for all workers in the restaurant industry, that's from the boss down to the buster, $13.89. The average worker, 25.9 hours. By the way that's 18 grand. If you take out management, right take, take out the supervisors, the pay drops to $12.48, the work week drops to under 25 hours or $16,000. And then uh, Ramon did a great job. He actually found at Restaurant News. It's up on our website today. And it's starting to name all the stores and restaurants that have been closing. Bloomin' Brand, Famous Dave's of America, Bravo Brio Restaurant Groups, all have closed stores anywhere from 6 to 43 locations, but they're not the only ones. Then they talk about a slowdown in restaurants that we're building. And they name Zoe's Kitchen and Potbelly Sandwich Shop. And they say that industry traffic, this is restaurant news, has fallen for 27 of the past 30 months. I don't know, but it kind of sounds like that market's about ready to give out too, doesn't it? Those U.S. $5 liberties looking really good at 350. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up.
1: Final segment on this
0: Tuesday, this is the Court-Ordered Liquidation Special of the Year. Like I said, this is our second time doing this. The first one we did was uh, a couple of years ago. U.S. $5 Liberties. There was 200 when we started. There's still over 100 of them left, so make sure you take the time to get in uh, 350 hundred and the first time in, at least we think, Patriot history where you can get four fives for less than a 20. 20s today are 1405 If you bought four fives, they're $1,400, uh, but they're 350 a piece. If you buy 20 or more, we're going to throw in the shipping at 800 zero five nine two and we, we've been talking about the number one job growth in America more than health care more than education more than manufacturing more than the government restaurants and we've given you from restaurant news six straight quarters of decline right retail sales falling month after month after month, and now we're seeing the closings. Then Barclays yesterday put out a list of the most endangered restaurants due to all the retail mall closings. Number one on the list, Cheesecake Factory. 93% of their locations are mall-based. BJ's Restaurants is number two, followed by the Olive Garden, Longhorn Steakhouse, Texas Roadhouse, Outback, Chili's, and Buffalo Wild Wings. By the way, uh, Cheesecake Three by far the most dominant mall base with 93% of their locations. But is, that's probably a good indicator of where we're going to see... Uh, the next rounds of closings, uh, at least from Barclays' perspective. Uh, And then, of course, the news of the day, Steve Mnuchin was at Fort Knox, the first Treasury Secretary to visit in 70 years. That's amazing. Uh, Reiterating that they actually haven't counted the gold since 1953, At the same time, imploring Congress to raise the debt limit, which looks like we'll see. I don't know what the limit will be. I guess it'll have to be 23 or 24 trillion if they want to go a couple of years, uh, because it looks like the debt within the first 30 days of them increasing the debt ceiling is going to jump somewhere between 800 and 800 billion. And, and let's, you know, let's say a trillion dollars uh, once you get the October deficit numbers in there. So that would already put it uh, almost at $21 trillion in county. 800 nine the fractional gold special of the year. U.S. $5 liberty. They're, they're great, right? This is... When you can get fractionals for less than twenty you stock up. They're three hundred and fifty bucks. If you buy twenty or more, we'll throw in the shipping. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. It's a hump day tomorrow. Everyone take care. Have a great day.